impromptu podcast to talk about the free agency signings that have happened this weekend and uh, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon and we'll probably post a few of these whenever trades go through whenever free agents get signed but the first ones the first cabs off the rank have been Brandon Ellis moving to the Gold Coast on a five-year uh, three million dollar ish deal and we've got Camus Ellis Yolman moving up to Brisbane for the next three years. Uh, Damo, first of all, before we get into the minutiae minutia of the super coach relevancy here, what do you think of these moves and which one excites you more? I think Ellis to Gold Coast is going to provide much more than Cam Ellis Yolman to Brisbane. Yeah, I kind of feel the other way <laughs> i really but i'm i'm renownedly uh sort of in love with camel Sholm and i really probably overrate him but i think he's uh i think there's some potential for him at the brisbane lions and and i brandon ellis uh yeah he's brandon ellis all right so let's talk super coach Dammer. let's start with we'll start with the big one we'll start with brandon i guess the big one of the two we'll start with brandon ellis um he's going to move be available You'd think as a defender, maybe a defender midfielder next year. I haven't actually looked at his heat map for the year. He'll be a Gold Coast selectable player. We think he'll be priced, what, around 500k, Damo? Uh, Just a touch under, 475k-ish. And at 475k, before we break down all the details, how do you feel about that? Is that someone we can start to consider? He averaged 86.7 in the regular season this year. I think it might be a little bit too expensive just until we know what his role is going to be. Yeah, I think let's work off the assumption that he's going to be playing sort of out of that half-back line and maybe pushing up to a wing at times or playing an outside role. I don't imagine... Like, the, the Gold Coast have an awful team, but they seem to have quite a few midfielders up there, so I think he'll be they'll use his um, kicking to sort of help them get out of defence personally um so let's assume he's defender at 470k uh let's say defender mid just for the sake of argument if that role is in the back line do you think he gets enough of the pill to actually boost that that average up above a 90 which is what you'd need before we could start to even think about this bloody bloke I I think oh he'll have lots of lots of opportunities to get the ball um if he's playing down in defense but guess it depends what he does with it because uh, if you don't mind me just moving on to his role in the grand final he had 11 disposals but only scored 28 points yeah uh yeah that's that's not ideal is it um so let's look at his scores so during the season as we said he averaged about 87 super coach points which is okay it's not great, it's not good, but then you look at the finals, um, and leading into the finals against the Lions, he's only scored 63, then pumped out a 52, a 76, and a 28 in a, what was a dominant dominant victory, and obviously there wasn't a lot of ball in the uh, the Richmond backline, but like those those numbers, and he in those four games, 
disposal numbers of 14, 17, 18, and 11. Jeez, it doesn't excite me. <laughs> Jeez, it doesn't excite me, Demo. It doesn't look good, does it? He can pump out decent scores. His ceiling is decent, but you mirror those with multiple scores of 52, 59, 61, 50, 28 in the grand final. You start to worry a bit about him. Damo, now I know we don't generally talk about sort of um, Supercoach draft or any of the other game types, but I think as a draft option, if you can pick him up reasonably late in your draft, uh, I think he actually provides a fair bit of value. Especially if he gets that dual position status. Yeah, well, especially. I think if he does get the DPP status, he's actually going to start going uh, a little earlier than he would as just a defender or just a midfielder. But I think um, he's a solid little little player to look at. I've been really enjoying draft this year. I've also been enjoying uh, ultimate footy this year, which is AFL fantasy scoring in in a keeper league for that. I think he's worth considering or a draft league in that as well, where he'll average, um, you know, he'll, he'll be reasonable in AFL fantasy. He averaged 85 this year, I think, in a keeper for that as well. Decent, but generally, I think for your stock standard AFL dream team or AFL fantasy, sorry, and super coach, I just don't think he's going to get there. Non-super coach, Damo, would you have paid uh, Brandon Ellis $3 million over five years? What does that work out to? About six hundred grand a season. Um, That's about it. Probably, it's probably a bit. Uh, I, if I was the Suns, yes. If I was another team, no. Let's move on to the other one, the man that I uh, am excited about, but probably shouldn't be, and that is Cameron Ellis Yolman, twenty-seven-year-old, big-bodied on bowler, moved from Adelaide up to Brizzy. Just the ten games this year. He's won a three-year deal. I don't. I think it's a three-year deal. I don't think he could have turned that down. Um, what do you see out of this move to Brisbane? Do you first of all, Damo, 10, 10 games this year at Adelaide? Do you see him getting many games in twenty twenty for the Brisbane Lions? Uh, the Lions list manager said that they needed to boost their midfield. So obviously they see holes there that they can't fix using the players already on their list. So I think he does get regular games. Whether he plays 22 games is, is another thing because he does have his injury uh, troubles. But um, yeah, I think he plays. Um, I think he probably takes out a bit of midfield time from Jared Lyons though. So that might put a bit of a bit of a dent in people's thoughts there. Yeah, I think he affects, we're talking off air, I think he affects Mitch Robinson as well slightly, his scoring slightly, and Mitch Robinson obviously had a very good year, uh, but I probably wouldn't be looking to start him in 2020, and and that's a combination of things, that's age, that's players coming in like a Cam Ellis Yeoman, um, there's a myriad of reasons why I wouldn't, injury as well, which, you know, he ended the ended the year with a hammy, but we're not here to talk about Mitch Robinson, we're here to talk about Cam Ellis Yeoman, and in terms of super coach, he averaged 93.4 in his 10 games, which is a decent return, it also means his price is probably going to be close to 500k, if not a bit higher, not sure how the maths works off the top of my head, Damo, you might know better than me. Uh, yeah, it would be about 515k or something. Yeah, which is one of those awkward ones where, I mean, we already know it's going to be too expensive for a guy that's not going to be guaranteed to play every game. But he, you know, he averaged 23.5 touches a game this year. He had 4.8 clearances. Like, he can score 5.6 tackles. We love the tackles. Um, 
But I think once again, this guy, probably another sort of draft draft player. Um, I'll just pull up your stats for AFL Fantasy for the two people who play AFL Fantasy and listen to our podcast. Not saying only two people play, but <laughs> the crossover's not huge. Um, 87.9 for 2019 across the 10 games. I just think he's going to be too expensive in that format as well, Damo. Is there any feasibility to selecting Camilla Shulman? I th- It'll be, it would be a JLT watch to anyone who's even considering him because who knows what sort of role he's going to take in that side. Like you said with Mitch Robinson, does he push Mitch, Mitch Robinson back forward and then he takes his wing role? We really have to see where he fits in that Lions lineup. Yeah, I think there will be a bit of shuffling. And the other thing that worries me about Camel Ellis Yolman, as much as I love him as a big-bodied mid, uh, his standard deviation... It's a little higher than you'd like. So he sort of, in his 10 games this year, he turned up um, in five of them. He got a, in terms of super coach, um, he got a 108, a 109, a 107, a 134, and a 103, which all sounds really, really good, and we're very happy. But he also pumped out scores of 67, 69, 65, and a couple of mid-80s. So there's a big, wide range of where his scores can land. Damo, before we wrap things up, this is a mini pod, everyone. You'll know by seeing the length of it. Uh, do we want to speculate on a couple of deals that have come to light before they actually happen? Do we want to talk about a Joe Danaher, a Tom Paplian, anyone from the uh, Fremantle side of things for you? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it until it happens. All right, all right. But it is going to happen. Patch is going to have to say goodbye to the mustachioed one that sometimes plays in the forward line of the Essendon Bombers. All right, Leg Dog, I think that's us for today. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at DamoSC on Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at LekDogSC. And fo- make sure to follow us. Find the Jock Reynolds community on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get good podcasts from. 